This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And, uh, well, Matt, uh, we got a little bit of Steelers news here to get to before we drop into the show here. Uh, looks like Brian Flores is a finalist along with uh, Mike Kafka and Lou Anaramo. Uh, mm-hmm. for the uh, Arizona Cardinals job. And if Flores doesn't get the head coaching job there, he's also still a candidate for the uh, defensive coordinator job in Denver and I believe Minneapolis. So he's been a guy who's been a, a hot name on the uh, the markets this, this uh, offseason. Yeah, and deservedly so. I mean, he has a great resume. He's overqualified for what he did, did you know, has done here. It'd be great if he returns to the Steelers, but I'm all- also wishing them the best and get, you know, get a, a better job, a higher um, precedence type of job. I think he'd be great in Arizona. I mean, those other names are fine, but they've never been head coaches. I think you need someone that demands attention, owns the room, has a tough mentality like he does to keep Kyler in line and get that thing back on track because that organization is off the tracks. Yeah, um, that's an interesting one. Uh, if I'm Flores, I don't know that I'm interested in just taking a defensive coordinator's job. I was thinking that too. Like he could, he could hold out, stay in Pittsburgh another year. And in the next hiring cycle, still be a hot name in the head yeah. coaching cycle. As opposed I think, to you know, I mean, that, that sales quickly for people, but I don't think he would be out of it. It's not now or never. I, I would think. No, I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, so I, I think that's the the interesting part of this all. And and uh, for fans who don't know, uh, no, the Steelers would not get a any draft picks in compensation if, if he leaves for another job because he has to be with the team for at least two years. So Steeler fans, for that reason and the fact that he's a really good coach, you're rooting for him to return. Yeah, let him let him hire Lou Anaromo. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Steal someone from the division. Yeah. Yeah. Steal make- someone from the Bengals. There you go. That's perfect. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, you know it, that that's going to you know continue to be something that we watch here. Um, you know, again, it never hurts to, uh, at, at the very least, interview for those jobs and keep your name out there. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Again, I don't know that the Cardinals would be a job that I would necessarily want. I was thinking that too. Like it's hard to turn down a head coaching job in the right. Earth, of course, of course. But I do think if I'm looking at it through Flores's eyes. I could I could wait one more year and still be in in the hunt, and plus you'd have Tomlin vouching for him and calling people. Yeah. You know things behind the scenes would work out well for you. Could the Steelers defense take a step forward and your resume improves a little in that regard too, possibly? But uh, our buddy Mike Sando, when when the season ended, ranked all the available head coaching jobs, and frankly, he had Houston and Carolina at the top. And Arizona dead last. And it goes to show none of them are all that sweet. Right, <laughs> you know, right. With you. And there's a reason these jobs come open, too. I mean, perfect situations. Rarely does Bill Cower walk away or Chuck Knoll or whatever, too. But this could be as bad as any job out there. Like You're, you're married, married to Kyler Murray. And he's hurt. And, and he's, he's hurt all good. the time, yeah. He's so expensive, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're not going you're not going to have him to start next season. Right. So the the quarterback that you're tied into for fifty million dollars, you don't uh, even get to work the week right. three or you know, <laughs> yeah, 
that it's just going to be a that's a rough situation. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, and we do this every once in a while, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. For people who don't know who we are, if you're just finding the show here, um, obviously we Matt and I have been doing this show together now for what five or six years. It seems like decades, but you know. yeah, I know. Well, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's been a long marriage, um, you know, a, a convenience for both of us, <laughs> but <laughs> we can't find anybody else. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, Matt, uh, Matt uh, came up uh, in the scouting ranks and uh, eventually worked uh, for the Cleveland Browns and then went to work for ESPN for what, over a decade? It was 10 years exactly. Yeah, 10 years exactly. So the four letter network. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where Matt's uh, experience comes from. And obviously now uh, uh, big into the uh, fantasy football world and, and doing those kind of things as your you have your locked on podcast as well. That uh, mm-hmm. is the number one uh, show for locked on for the network. It's their, it's their flagship, the flagship show. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, for myself, I've, I've been doing this for 30 years covering the Steelers uh, for a number of different outlets, um, but uh, I've been doing, um, well, Steelers Nation Radio since the onset, I believe back in yeah. 20, 2013 or 2014, whatever year we started this thing. Uh, I've been I've done a number of different shows, but uh, the show that uh, Matt and I do here, The Drive, is the, the one that, uh, well, it seems to work the best for me. Uh, we, were, we were able to sit down and talk football and and uh, play off of each other. I think our strengths uh, and weaknesses play off of each other well. And so yeah. that's what we do, folks. And and we we thank you for listening here. Uh, but let's get into a little more uh, Steeler talk here before we yeah. uh, before we get too far down the rabbit hole. Um, Matt, if you're looking at at the two Super Bowl teams, yeah, how far off are the Steelers from those two franchises right now? Well, let's start with the Chiefs. I think they're the outlier of the league, you know, in that I guarantee if you gave Andy Reid truth serum and said, what were your expectations for the 2022 NFL season? I think he would say, we realized we were getting a little ahead of our skis. We traded Tyreek Hill. We created a lot of cap space and drafted a lot of dudes, Karloftis, Sky Moore, you know, a lot of day one and two picks and figured we'll do what we can with Pat and Kelsey and rebuild Chris Jones and go from there, do our best to compete. But we're really thinking about 2023 and beyond with their off season a year ago. Well, when you have the best player on the planet and frankly, I think the best quarterback I've ever seen and you get some breaks as everyone does to get to the Super Bowl. Well, they're still in it and they may end up, hoisting a Lombardi and what their version of a quote rebuilding year. See, I liken them a little diff- different. I think they're more like say the 2008 or 2010 Steelers where you, you just started probably more like the 2010 Steelers. You just gave the quarterback a big contract yep, yep, yep. It, and now you have to divest yourself of some of those other big contracts because you're paying the quarterback so much money. And yeah. that's all part of it. But the reason you pay the quarterback so much money is because he's expected to carry the, the team a little bit more. So, you, you know, you, you have to live with your draft picks. You have to put guys on the field. You know, they, they were talking about, I think the Chiefs have like, what, 13 rookies on their roster or some ridiculous number. Oh, like that. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why. 
because they're paying the quarterback so much money that you have to go that route. You can't afford to have veteran backups and veterans all over your roster. Yes. I was going to go there too. I'm glad, as you said, we've been doing this a while and we play off each other. That that was a, you know, the Steelers had their version of a rebuild year too, which often ended in playoff runs. And, you know, during Ben's heyday, we're talking about here where you have to take a step backward or a youth movement to some degree, let some people walk that you want, you would have loved to keep, but that was life of doing business with an expensive, great quarterback. So I heard a couple of these things this morning is Mahomes and Chris Jones make up 32% of the Chiefs. <laughs> and they're getting their money's worth, which is rare. Right. Their secondary is the 32nd highest paid secondary in the league. They're just a bunch of rookies that are playing well. You know, I mean, it's working out pretty well. Where they're uh, playing. That's it. Play, right. Yeah. Getting a lot of experience. And their O-line, which is considered one of the better ones in the league, is middle of the road in terms of spending, even though they franchised Orlando Brown and Tooney's like the highest paid guard in the league because they have two guys on rookie contracts and Wiley's just a dude, you know. So it, it, it's interesting how they're built. You know, it's a lot yeah. more like the Steelers than the new Steelers. The problem becomes in a year or two, and mm-hmm. this is why they had to let Tyreek Hill go, when you have to pay guys like Willie Gay, guys like, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, the, the uh, Smith, the, up, Smith, the offensive lineman. Is, is, am I getting this? Is Smith the uh, right to great guard? Yeah. I mean, Humphrey's going to be expensive soon. Humphrey's going to be, yeah. Those guys, yeah. Humphrey and Smith were both sec- were second and sixth round picks. You don't even have the fifth year option. Yeah, you don't have a fifth year option. You got four years, so they're already two years in. Right, exactly. And they're going to be expensive. Absolutely. And I just, you know, we just talked about they traded Tyreek for a bunch of early picks. Well, it's not long before you're going to have to pay them too. You know, I mean, Mahomes is the best uh, elixir, you know, deodorant, locomotive, whatever out there. But you got they've been very fortunate with their drafting too, hitting on the Pachecos of the world and guys like that that have been fine. They're not superstars, but they're fine. Yeah. So to me, that that's you know, the 2010 Steelers are are a nice example of that. You drafted mm-hmm. you drafted Emmanuel Sanders in the third round and Antonio Brown in the sixth round, and lo and behold, they become you know really good football players. Stars, stars, yeah. yeah. But you can't yeah. afford them. You drafted Mike Wallace in the third round the year before that. And he became, you know, and so you hit on some of those guys and you go to the Super Bowl. But the problem becomes maintaining that. And that's what they couldn't do with the defense in 2011 and 2012. The defense got older. Then you got to start rebuilding that. And you better hit on every pick because the quarterback's making so much money. People talk about that, you know, the Steelers. Well, they, they wasted the last 10 years of Ben Roethlisberger's career. They didn't waste it. They were still competitive and they, you know. They won a lot of games. They won a lot of football games. They won playoff games and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's see what the Chiefs do here in a couple of years when Mahomes still making the, the big money. And you got to start replacing some some of those guys on your roster, the Creed Humphreys and, and things of that mm-hmm. nature, because you can't afford them anymore. And you're picking in the bottom of the first round. Yeah. And with all respect to Ben, why I said the Chiefs are an outlier, though, is because I've never seen anyone like Mahomes. You, well, yeah, I mean, he's he's, he's yeah, yeah special, no know, doubt. He, but the know. great quarterback gives you a chance. You know, yeah. people look at that. You know, Sean Payton just got hired in Denver. Well, Sean Payton had three consecutive losing seasons with Drew Brees at quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, two notes on the Chiefs are you mentioned it. They've drafted very well. 
that that has separated them from some of these other teams that have. Super They've Rams. also taken some chances on some guys. Some other teams might not have. They that has helped too. Right, Tyreek was a guy that a lot of teams wouldn't have touched. No, hundred percent, and they have a propensity to do that. Like I look at Buffalo, Cincinnati's about to be in that boat. The Chargers are about to be in that boat. You better draft well. I mean, you better draft very well. And the Steelers did. And you you cited some examples. When you have a top five paid quarterback, you better be in the top half of the league in terms of drafting. And I'm sure Kevin Colbert would even tell you this, that the best drafters in the league, it's kind of like coming up to the plate. I mean, if you hit 500 or 600, you know, six out of 10 of your draft picks, you're doing great. You know, like yeah. there's going to be no matter how good you are at it. But what happens when you miss uh, you miss on a guy like a Jarvis Jones, it becomes magnified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't you you know you don't have the cap space to make up for that. Mm-hmm. And what also becomes a balancing act is can we? They were probably counting on Sky Moore to not to step right in and be Tyreek Hill, but hey, he's not quite ready yet. Will he ever be ready? Who knows? But it's harder to develop your guys too. You don't have James Harrison behind stars. Because you need him to play now, because the stars are now on another team, because you're paying your quarterback. Right. You know, it's I mean? just it's a it's an interesting conundrum. Yeah. And it's but it's one that you know when you have the opportunity to 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 have and you have to pay that quarterback, as Art Rooney said a couple of weeks ago, you do it. I mean, he just that's what that, it all is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that's the you're going to be in the mix if you have your quarterback. You're going to be in the mix every year. You should. You should, absolutely. Especially a guy like Mahomes, of course. So you want to go to Eagles or do you want to do a whole segment on the Eagles? Yeah, no, let's uh, let's let's talk Eagles here. Um okay. the, to me, the Eagles are a year farther down the road than the Steelers. Yes, I was gonna say the same this thing. point. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, we're not guaranteeing the Steelers are gonna be in the Super Bowl next year. Right. But first of all, they have a Hertz issue coming up as well. I mean, he's remarkably cheap. But unlike Burrow and Herbert and two of that class, he doesn't have the fifth-year option. So they're right. a year short on their star quarterback. And boy, have they maximized the rookie quarterback. I mean, they were fortunate enough to get out of Wentz and turn him into picks and have nothing at the quarterback position and have spent very, very wisely. People in the salary cap world think they're masters with their cap situation, that they handle it. They, they take a different approach than the rest of the league. But I think where you were going and where I 100% agree with was – one year ago, the Eagles had a young, unproven quarterback, Hurts, like Pickett, and they were a borderline playoff team. You know, if the Steelers get one more bounce, they could have had the, the seventh seed. They got the seventh seed the year before. The Eagles got basically manhandled by the Bucks in the first round. Well, they got crushed. They and get the destroyed. Bucks, yeah. They got crushed. Yeah. And the Bucks were a high-quality team, and they looked like they didn't belong, and – Hertz had to ask answer questions like, can he throw the ball well enough against a big time defense in the playoffs? You know, and fortunately for him, he hasn't had to prove that, but he sure looks like he can. I mean, their path to get here was remarkably easy, but I'm not taking anything away from them. But they built around their cheap young quarterback as well as any team can, and starting with linemen. But people always, I mean, yes, they have two great lines and they stress lines more than any team in the league. But their last year's first-round pick went for A.J. Brown. The first-round pick before that went to Devontae Smith. You know, like, they understand the value of weapons, too. Yeah, I mean, if you look at uh, – this is this is Hurts' third year. So, next mm-hmm. year, he's heading into the final year of his contract. Right, right. 
Um, you know, so there's a good chance that after this season, they're going to have to extend him. Absolutely. And he's because be- you don't want him going into the final year of his contract, playing it out next year. And then all of a sudden he, you know, you have to use the franchise tag on him. Yeah. You know, that that's, you know, because you're going to have other guys on that roster that you, that you're going to have to, you know, make similar decisions about. And oh, by the way, you're now paying AJ Brown $25 million a year. Um, yeah. You know, things of that nature that they're already done with being a team that can trade for the AJ Browns. I mean, like, yeah. Not, you know, and before you know it, Kelsey and Lane Johnson and Fletcher Cox are going to retire. Hargrave's up this year for big, big money. You know, do you franchise him and run it back, or do you count on Jordan Davis and a draft pick or whatever to make up for it and he hits the open market? The Miles Sanders of the world probably don't return. You know, like st- starting now, they're going to lose more every offseason than they gained, where right. that wasn't the case the last couple of years. Right. And so, I mean, so if you look at Hertz, stats so his rookie year he started four games and he, yes. if you remember back to those those four games he started he looked lost oh yeah 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 i mean he was in over his head Man. yeah 100 percent. and then and last year really worked hard to get to where he is yeah last year he leads them to an eight and seven record in the 15 games he started but 16 touchdown passes nine interceptions um you know so it was very much like, yeah. very much like Kenny Pickett's rookie year. Yeah, statistically, it's pretty similar. To be honest yeah. with you, but, average yeah. two hundred nine point six passing yards per game. You know, the completed sixty one percent of his passes. He got better. He looked better, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then this year he made the big jump. The now big they jump. got him another weapon, which didn't hurt, uh, but he he progressed as well. He wasn't just as as uh, you know some people suggested. Well, system wasn't just the system. That made him no. bad. I had a lot more doubts about Hertz one year ago than I have about Pickett now. Yeah, I would agree. But I, I mean, Hertz agree. is a better player than Pickett right now. I'm not saying that. Right, right. You're going to take him to the Super Bowl next year or be in the MVP hunt. But talented, hardworking quarterbacks can take a big jump. I mean, Josh Allen, a lot of these guys did that about Kenny's age. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that to me, I, lo- I look at this. Um, you know, and if you want to look at uh fourth quarter, just fourth quarter comebacks and game winning drives, mm-hmm. well, Hertz has three fourth quarter comebacks in his career and four game winning drives. Pickett's already passed that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little bit of a misnomer because I get it. Never losing, you know, I get it, but at the and same I, time, you know, yeah, I hear you, but still, has he proven that he's going to do that? I mean, like, if on Sunday night, Sunday evening, there's there's a minute 53 on the clock and they're down four chiefs punted away and the Eagles get the ball at their own seven yard line Do we know Jalen's going to Montana and Elway is down, down the field and win this thing. You know? Not really. I mean, he's we, not done at the time. We don't know. Yeah. Right. Right. He has so, not, that's not shown yet. Yeah. So, I mean, I look at the Steelers and the Eagles and, and I, I, I see some similarities there in terms of the build. Mm-hmm. And how things are how things are progressing, because you've got, you know, Cam Hayward up front is still a, a, a you know a Fletcher Cox like, sure, sure player. Um, Hayward's better than Cox right now. Um, you know, you've got a T.J. Watt there on the outside. You've got a Minka Fitzpatrick in the secondary. You've got guys who match up defensively well with what Philadelphia has, yeah, and, yeah. and it's been, in some cases probably better. 
Mm-hmm. Now the you know the Eagles overall as a group, I mean they they played well this season. Um, well. You know, and so you know you you, you would think that uh, the one area where Philadelphia is was clearly better this year, I thought, than the Steelers and defensively was with the cornerback play. Without question, without question. But both defenses, the schemes aren't the same, but both defenses and – They value rushing the passer. Yeah, they're, they're going to build yeah. from the front back. You know, that, that's just that probably starts with ownership, GMs all the way down of how they look at building a defense. I, th- I frankly think the Eagles have not only the best roster in the league, but are probably the best team in the league. But I mentioned they have an easy path. They played the 32nd easiest by DVOA schedule. They got a bye. Then they get the Giants at home, who really didn't belong. And then the Niners, to no fault of the Eagles, didn't have a quarterback for three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> like, I put this on Twitter, and every Eagles fan called me every name in the book. You hate them. I'm, I'm just stating a fact. I still think they're the best team in the league, and you can only play who's in front of you. But that helped. You can't right. tell me that didn't help. <laughs> well, to that to that point, the Steelers kind of get starters in playoff games. Yeah, the Steelers kind of get that schedule next year, at least how things look right now. You're not playing Kansas City. You're not playing Buffalo. You're not playing Philadelphia. You're not – I mean, all the teams that were, you know, in the final eight this year, the Steelers – other than Cincinnati, do the Steelers play any of them next year? Right. I don't think so. I don't think so. And obviously you have to play Cincinnati because they're in your division, but they're going to lose stuff too. Right. And Baltimore can lose Lamar and, you know, right. I mean, is Watson good and, you know, right. And so uh, generally the Steelers have played first place schedules are really difficult schedules. The last couple of years they've been, no matter what metric you want to use, have had the hardest schedules in the league. And it looks like that's finally easing up, which might yeah, get you so. more wins and, you know, division title instead of a, a wild card or whatever. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. And, and now you have the picks in the draft with three, mm-hmm. three of the top 50 picks. That you can make a splash in a draft. Yeah. And so. I give the Eagles all the credit in the world because I think they're the best team in the league at this. But the Steelers could also be the team now that sends a fifth-round pick for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Or Darius Slay's not happy. I'll give you a pick for him. Because you can move the cap around to get those guys. If you well, and they've started doing some of those things. Yeah, yeah. In recent years, you know, you go out and you acquire a Minka Fitzpatrick. You make mm-hmm. the tra- that you, you went the other way with that and traded Chase Claypool for a pick because he was basically an extra in your offense. Yeah. Right, right, right. You decided yeah. you were going to run the ball more in the second half. Well, we don't need three receivers as much. Mm-hmm. Get that for him. We'll take it. Yeah. yeah. For nothing, but right. Speaking of the draft, Matt, there's yeah. a new draft mock draft out today on ESPN from uh, Matt Miller, I believe. Uh, is that who the guys? Is it Matt Miller? Yes. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really interesting, and I would take that one. Yeah. I would take that one right now. We'll we'll get to that uh, mock draft here in a minute. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio, and you can listen to the Drive uh, on uh, all the different uh, platforms um, that are out there. You just have to go uh, check them out and uh, find them. Uh, just do a search for Steelers Nation Radio in the drive, and you can find us. We're all available out there on every streaming platform. Uh, but we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this.